It's Friday, February 28th. I'm Oscar Ramirez in Los Angeles, and I have one more thing to tell you for today. There are tons of interesting stories we come across that we can't seem to get them all on the main podcast, so we wanted to make an extra post just to bring you a little bit more. Netflix has another hit on its hands with the reality dating show Love is Blind. The premise is that people will connect emotionally with each other by sitting in secluded pods and talking with one another without ever seeing each other. They fall in love on a deeper level, and they get engaged within a matter of days. The rest of the show is a test if their love can last in the real world, leading to their wedding a month later. Conversation about the show has taken off on social media, with many thinking it's a train wreck, but only wanting more. For more on why this crazy experiment has taken off, we'll talk to Amelia Harnish, contributor to The Wall Street Journal. We're going to have a, a fun talk about Netflix's new reality love show, dating show, I guess you can call it. It's called Love is Blind. It's been hitting the internet all over the place. People love it. People hate it. People think it's outrageous. I kind of all in that, all those genres, really. I was watching this with my wife and we turned to each other and we're like, this is the dumbest show ever. And then we said, you want to watch another episode? And and that's how it is. We've been watching every episode so far. The finale comes out on Thursday. So by the time you hear this, it might have already been out. But Amelia, tell us why people are so into the show. I think it's a lot of reasons. I think, first of all, for fans of reality TV, this show hits a lot of the notes that people have come to learn from reality TV. So there's a lot of aspects of it. There's isolation and there's high stakes. You know, the whole point of the show is to meet someone and find someone to get married to sight unseen. So the idea that these people would be isolated in this sort of reality TV production facility um, and date through a wall, little rooms called, they call pods and date through a wall and then decide to get engaged before even seeing one another um, is a really exciting premise. Um, And then the show keeps going from there. So then you have the moments where they get to actually see each other. And the question is, are they going to stay, are they going to be happy with how the other one looks? Um, Then they go off to Mexico and they go on this romantic vacation and then they come back to Atlanta where the show was casted and, you know, reality hits. So there's a lot of opportunities for drama and there's a lot of opportunities for, you know, actually exploring some real themes. Um, In my reporting for the journal, I spoke to a lot of fans of the show and there seemed to be two camps of fans. One camp was the fan like, you're describing um, who are just think basically this is so deranged and just can't look away. And then there's another camp, another group of people who really like it because they like the experiment aspect of it. I talked to one person who said, you know, dating is hard. And so I really related to this idea that they were trying to test to see if, you know, love is really, love is really blind. Can you fall in love with someone without seeing them and based on personality and who they are first? So I think it's, it's a lot of, it's a spectrum of reasons. Yeah. And and the, the premise is different compared to other dating shows like the bachelor and all that. There's always that first impression that you have to make that is really good. And this kind of goes off the other way, but I think it also very much plays out the way a lot of internet romances happen where there's very little physical interaction a lot of, but a lot of chatting online and people form these connections and, you know, maybe they only see each other once a month, things like that. So it's kind of, uh, it is definitely a new premise for the dating show scene, but it is something that plays out in in real world in in these internet romances. Like I said, one of the interesting parts about it is, you know, people always say, how can you be in love with somebody 
two days later or, you know, mm-hmm. in one day. And, and that's the thing. These people get they you know, they they propose after just seeing each other for a few days. That, I think, is probably the most compelling part of it. Um, but it's interesting that you say, you know, that this is actually not that wild because I think there is one couple in the show in particular where I believe it's Kenny and Kelly who they end up meeting each other's parents. And it turns out both sets of the parents, I believe, believe got married really quickly. Yeah, you're right. So it's interesting because they kind of weren't shocked by it because both of their parents were like, yeah, we met and when we're engaged and married three months later. So, you know, one month is a little bit more than three months, more extreme than three months. But still, I think when you know, you know. So I think it's really interesting. One of the notes that I got for my story this week was the executive producer, Chris Colin, told me that he said that all the couples without giving anything away who did decide to get married in the finale are still together. Wow. That's great. The show was filmed in 2018. So they're a year and a half later that if they're still together and one of the interesting parts of this too, is that, you know, people are looking at this and saying, well, they're only spending like, you know, a half hour at a time. Uh, One of the people that were in the show did another interview, I think with women's health. And they said, you know, at first the dates are short, maybe about about a half an hour, but once they start narrowing it down and producers play a big role in this, you know, they kind of set you up with certain people. They said that they're doing like, you know, 19, 20 hour long dates. They're spending the whole day together almost. So they do kind of get to know each other in a sense. That's why you kind of constantly hear the, you know, the characters, I call them, the cast members say, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I know everything about you because they've had a lot of time to talk. One of the other interesting parts about this show is the way Netflix rolled it out. They did five episodes on February 13th, four episodes on the 20th, and then the finale. So they're almost like mini binges. It gives you that it gives the show that time to breathe, but also it hits you quick enough where you can get your fix all the time. Exactly. That was, I think, a pretty smart decision on Netflix's part, because I think it also allowed people it created this atmosphere to create more Internet chatter. So basically, people got the first batch of episodes and then they got really obsessed with it and couldn't wait for the next batch. And they needed to discuss this with someone. Um, and because of the way we consume television today, um, or we stream it. So you don't, maybe the circle of your friends, they haven't gotten to it yet. So a lot of people, there was two people I interviewed in particular who, who started Facebook groups and it's just a thousands of strangers in these groups talking about the show because there's so much to talk about and it lends itself to this conversation because of the timing and the release of the episodes they have two whole weeks i was actually digging around in the facebook group today i was just looking and i think someone had posted in one of the facebook groups oh it's almost over what are we going to do now guys and so there's (laughs) been like real friendships formed in these groups which is i think one of the most beautiful things about the show too is that it's not just the people on the show who are able to connect over it it's it's brought a lot of people together i mean and that's what makes a hit show a hit show like this in this day and age that we're in Uh, the last thing that i just want to touch on really briefly was uh you know this big perfect storm of the show it's so memeable you know, one of the uh, moments that you mentioned in your article was one of the cast members, Jessica, she's having a fight with Mark, who the guy she's dating with or engaged with. And she like leads, uh, you know, puts her wine glass down and lets her dog sip some of the wine. When I saw that, yeah. I was jumping up and down, just laughing. I was like, what are the are these people doing? 
but that's another aspect of this show is all the memes that come out of it that just help make everything about this a hit. Exactly. It's been really, really fun, I think, for everyone to follow along. I would say that the dog drinking the wine is um, probably the number one moment (laughs) that has stuck out. Um, It seems to have overshadowed everything else, which is hilarious and in the tradition of the Internet to sort of focus on a random thing. But, yeah, it's all in good fun. And it's just been great for people to follow along, I think. Well, I suggest everybody check it out. Even if you think it's kind of dumb, it's a funny show to get through. Amelia Harnish, contributor to the Wall Street Journal. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Join us on social media at Daily Dive Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Leave us a comment, give us a rating, and tell us the stories that you're interested in. Follow us on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this was one more thing from The Daily Dive.